Hi, neighbors. In Monday night's virtual town board meeting, we appointed Denise Bieber to the CAPS committee, approved a final plat and final development plan for wee cottages on the Rogers Farm property, and approved a quick claim deed to transfer ownership of the right-of-way on Douglas Street between 1st and 2nd Avenue to Boulder Creek Neighborhoods, who is already building a park on the facility. Ready to find out more on what happened? As usual, you may keep watching this video, subscribe to the Laura for Superior podcast, or click through to my blog to read this post in written form. During public comment, resident Terry Clark asked for someone on the board or town staff to step up and take ownership for managing pollution, for example, dust and noise, of any construction. Resident Nancy Thomas also spoke up, supporting the We Cottage application that we would cover later in the agenda. Next, our board unanimously passed the consent agenda items around meeting minutes of both the board and several advisory committees. I pulled item 3C, the potential appointment of Denise Bieber to the CAPS committee for discussion. As I've stated numerous times this year, for me, a firm requirement to earn an appointment to a committee is attending at least one committee meeting. How can you say you want to be on a committee if you haven't attended or at least watched a meeting to know what that committee is doing and state with certainty that you want to be a part of it. At our last meeting, when we interviewed Ms. Bieber, she said she had not yet attended or watched a meeting of the CAPS committee, and I stuck to my policy that I would therefore vote no on a potential appointment. Ms. Bieber's appointment passed six to one, with me as the dissenting vote. However, while this was not my ideal, I would like to state that Ms. Bieber brings a significant amount of musical experience as a choir director, and I'm really looking forward to seeing her contributions to CAPS and to our town. At our July 13th meeting, we opened a public hearing for the rezone, final plat, and final development plan for the Rogers Farm property, which is the 8.7 acres west of McCaslin Boulevard, east of First Ave, and south of Coal Creek. At Monday's meeting, we reopened this meeting to reach a final decision. Based on feedback from our board and from the community in multiple public meetings, Boulder Creek neighborhoods made several changes to the plan we last saw. Since July 13th, Boulder Creek Neighborhoods has decreased the density from 61 homes to 55 homes, which decreases the overall density from 7 homes per acre to 6.25 homes per acre, and they also improved circulation on First Ave. To dive into the details, two homes were removed on both the north and south sides to add more off-street parking, and one additional home was removed from the south side to provide pedestrian access to the pocket park. Also on the topic of parking, five homes had two car garages, two car driveways that is, added to provide more off-street parking, and a turnaround was added at the dead end of First Avenue. Finally, one home was removed from the south side of Douglas Street to improve access to McCaslin. This all adds up to 56 guest parking spots in the immediate vicinity, which is more than four times the code requirements. Also new at this meeting, Boulder Creek Neighborhoods put in a request for a reduction in system development fees for the single-family homes, which you can click through to my blog to read about. Essentially, given the small size of the homes and also the limited square footage allocated to yards, where 50% of household water usage is typically for outdoor irrigation, Boulder Creek Neighborhoods wanted to have the wheat cottages classified as multifamily homes for fee purposes. This request would result in a one-time decrease in revenue to the town of $500,000, in that total fees would decrease from $2.5 million to $2 million. During public comment, a resident in Phase 1 of the Rogers Farm Development said that he was supportive of this Phase 2 with Wee Cottages and pointed out that they will attract very different demographics. 
He suggested that we consider separating the HOA for the two developments, a request I certainly understand and would support for exploration. Another resident drew our attention to a petition that was signed by 52 people and submitted in July. If valid, this petition would require a supermajority or two thirds of the board in order to approve the application. However, our town attorney stated that the petition did not comply with our town code for several reasons. It was not on the correct form and it didn't include all of the required information. The petition pages were not numbered so it was unclear if those signing had read all of it. And many signatures were either not from property owners or from only one owner rather than all owners of a parcel. Therefore, the petition was deemed invalid and a supermajority vote was not required. I personally sincerely regret that town staff did not notify petitioners of the invalidity of this petition before the public hearing. And I've subsequently spoken with our town manager at length to ensure that a situation like this does not arise in the future. However, if we had allowed a deficient petition to change the voting requirements, it would have validated the due process rules of the applicant and opened us up to a lawsuit. It's also possible that in a what-if scenario where this petition was deemed valid, the votes might have changed and the supermajority might have been obtained. Prior to our vote, we took a recess to allow our town attorney to meet privately with the developer to ask for a few conditions of acceptance. Boulder Creek neighborhoods agreed to build only single-family units with no option for duplexes, and also agreed to contribute up to $20,000 to help with pedestrian-oriented traffic calming measures on McCaslin at the roundabout, for example, the installation of a rectangular rapid-flashing beacon. We also asked for the developer to stick to the height variance as set in our design guidelines, but the developer came back that this would change so many aspects of the project they couldn't agree. As such, most of our final board discussions centered on this request for a height variance. The zoning in this area allowed for a maximum height of 32 feet and only two stories above grade. However, Boulder Creek neighborhoods wanted to request the ability to potentially build up to 13 of the 55 homes as three-story homes, each of which would reach a height of 38 feet. When it came time to vote, we had two separate rounds of voting. The first to potentially approve a final plat that would subdivide the property into 61 single-family residential lots, three HOA parcels, and one open space tract to be dedicated to the town, and easements for utilities, public and pedestrian access, emergency access, and drainage. The second for a final development plan depicting the required grading, landscaping, utility layout, architecture, and lighting improvements proposed for the neighborhood. Both votes passed four to three, with trustees Sandy Hammerly, Kevin Ryan, and Neil Shaw as the dissenting votes. Finally, as mentioned at our last board meeting on August 10th, Boulder Creek Neighborhoods asked the town to transfer ownership of two right-of-ways on Douglas Street between First and Second Avenues. Boulder Creek Neighborhoods has already presumptively begun building a park on this land, but as I and several members of our board pointed out, we were not pleased with the decision to start building the pocket park before seeking permission and we could have asked Boulder Creek neighborhoods to remove it and revert it to a road. I'm generally supportive of keeping as many roads open as possible to help with traffic flow rather than funneling all cars to one or two exit points that can become choke points. However, we heard a lot of feedback from residents, both via email and also in public comment that the park was preferred. Additionally, we had a lot of concerns about traffic calming as evidenced by the $20,000 condition we added in the previous item, 
and keeping this as a park rather than a roadway would help with that. We also added a condition to the transfer requiring Boulder Creek neighborhoods to provide up to $50,000 to work with the CAPS and ProStack committees for the addition of public art and other public amenities in this area. The ordinance for the quit claim deed passed unanimously. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this recap. I really hope it's helpful. Our board is always open hearing your comments, questions, and concerns. You may always email your feedback to townboard at superiorcolorado.gov or to me specifically at lauras at superiorcolorado.gov. As a reminder, any messages sent to a government email are part of the public record and will have your name attached. If you feel the need to write in anonymously, you may always comment at the bottom of my blog post recaps. Thanks again for listening and have a great weekend.